everybody, and welcome back. This is Cassandra. And I'm Carmi. And this is Too, Too Good, Good to, to Be, be true. true. And today, you said you had something. Yes, I do have something. So, <laughs> so irritated with this, although I know it doesn't sound like it, but I am. So yesterday, last night, I should say, on Facebook. Now, as I've said before, I used to live in Louisiana for like a decade. And so I still have, obviously, Facebook friends from Louisiana. And one of them shared a post. And I'm like, what's this? I'm looking at it. It's a post of this girl saying that a gas station right over the Louisiana-Mississippi line, there was a dollar bill or a $20 bill or whatever denomination it was, wedged okay. in between the toilet paper dispenser and the wall. And she remembered seeing some post that you're not supposed to touch any cash that you find anywhere because they're laced with fentanyl and it'll kill you. Yeah, I'd heard that story like a couple years back, but I didn't know people were still it gets going stupider. on about that. It gets dumber. Okay, so not only does she say that, but she said she was too nervous to touch it because of this. And so she went and reported it to the gas station employees who retrieved it. Okay. And they determined that it was indeed coated in fentanyl. And Excuse so, me, what? Exactly. So, <laughs> having seen, seen this, I go to the post. And I ask her some questions. I want, I want you to verify. Because I know you're lying. And so, and mind you, I didn't come at her in a rude way, a demeaning way, a derogatory way. I didn't call her stupid or an idiot or anything like that. I simply asked the questions. You just why, wanted, like, details, why, the facts? Why would a drug addict leave not only their drugs, but their cash that they would need to buy the drugs in a gas station, station bathroom. in hopes of yeah. killing a random citizen that they don't know? How many drug addicts really do that? Why would they do that? What would they have to gain from what that? What do they have to gain from that? They just want the money for their drugs. Why would they leave their money in there? I also asked, how did gas station employees lab test a dollar bill that fast and get accurate to results? To get results to say, hey, yeah, it was laced. <laughs> I also asked. They have a kit in the back. <laughs> I also asked, where's the police report? If this really yeah. happened, you would have yeah. a police report because they're the ones that would do the lab testing, not, not you know, Fred at the gas station. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, and I thought I ended it with, please don't spread misinformation on social media. It stayed up for a little bit. It gained a little traction. It had more reactions to it than any other comment on her post. She saw okay. that. She deleted my comment. After she deleted she my comment, she restricted comments so that no one else could comment on it. Whoa. So I made an update to my post saying, this is what I asked her. Rather than actually proving it and telling me how she came about knowing this information, as one would do if they were not lying. Correct. She just deleted my post. This pissed off a family member. A family member came to my page where I had shared the post and talked about that. Wait a second. A family member of yours got No, no, no. A family member of, of hers. hers. Oh, okay. Came to my page 
because they probably clicked on who all shared it and they saw my comment and they were like, this bitch probably. And they were pissed at you yes. then. So oh, they came no. to my page, saw the post. She messaged me. She private messaged me. The family member? Yep. Holy shit. To tell me how wrong I was to comment what I commented because that girl is such a great girl and she hardly even ever posts on Facebook and she would not lie. <clears throat> and Are you for fucking real? Yes, I am. So I would have just like posted a link to the to our <laughs> So Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Normally I don't even see message requests because they get filtered. And when I do see them, most of the time I don't respond to them because usually they're horny dudes. But Exactly. <laughs> this time I saw it and I replied. Okay. And my initial feeling was to just be a bitch. But I'm like, you know what? No, this is a good opportunity for me to actually Explain what's going on and share information, and share information with someone who's clearly just ignorant of it. Exactly. So I let her know. I said, first of all, your great girl is lying because this has been debunked a dozen times over. One right. simple Google search will show you that this very scenario has already been lied about in the past and been debunked by the police. Secondly, she made it public. That gave me a right to comment and critique her post. If she didn't want me to do that, she should have put it friends only or just, I don't know, not said it. Yeah. And I was like, Valid third, point. please explain to me why a drug addict would do this. Where's the police report? And how did the gas station employees know it was fentanyl? I just repeated my questions. And then I was like, this kind of nonsense is exactly what spreads misinformation on the internet it spreads fear and panic. And then people that are actually doing bad things out there mm -hmm. have more freedom to do them because yeah. you're looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. At shit that it just, isn't real. It just gives them more ammunition. And honestly. then I really, I just told her, I was like, don't ever message me again. Oh my gosh. And then I went back to the post then and that's when I updated it for the final time and said, this is an exact, like, example of the things we just talked about in our pastel QAnon episode of these women posting these fear-mongering things on social it. media. Yeah. So my whole purpose of telling this story is the guys research things. Don't, Don't blindly share things blindly on Facebook. Things. Yeah. It's not that hard to click on the original poster if the if you see it in like a buy and sell or trade group or it's a friend who shared a post from somebody and you don't know who that somebody is, click on who originated the post. It's right there. It'll be under your friend's name. Click on that person. You can look at their profile. If their profile was just created yesterday and it says they're a real estate agent in North Carolina, they did not lose their dog in Pennsylvania this yeah. morning. That is a scammer. If somebody is posting these stories that are wildly unbelievable and they're scary and they're alluding to the fact that somebody's going to get killed or trafficked or kidnapped, go ahead and Google it. Before you share, mm -hmm. Google it. Because a lot of times you're going to find news sources, like verified news sources, local sources, or even national news that will explain to you why this is wrong. There's a website, snopes.com. You can search on there. They yeah, will they tell you whether something yes, they will tell you whether something is real or not. So I just 
I mean, like I said, we just went over this not that long ago. I just, I really want people to be more careful. And, you know, this is, this is why we do this. Like we exactly. are trying to help people not, not only just give you, you know, stories about things that are, might be entertaining, but, but also to help protect you and help educate you so that you can spot this kind of stuff yourself. So, you know, obviously they know that I have this podcast now because I made it very well known. And if that girl or any of her family members are hate listening right now, maybe stop hate listening and actually just listen. Because we're trying to help you. We're not trying to make fun of you. Yes. And I am done now. And you can go on with your story. <laughs> You're done with your story <laughs> about crazy people on the internet. Okay. So this week, I'm going to be talking about something that is, you know, fairly recent in the news world. I'm going to be talking about Jen Shaw from the lovely franchise of the real housewives <laughs> if anyone likes to watch that it's not something i get into yeah i've never watched an episode but a lot of people get into that they like it's like a guilty pleasure watch for them i or mean whatever. i think any reality tv is i'm not gonna lie i mean i've watched reality tv that's oh just i have not, too that's but just i'm not just not interested I've in watched. that yeah i've yeah. watched jersey shore and Kardashians and say what you will about them. I still think they're funny. A lot of the dating shows are fun, you know. Oh, Love is Blind. Love is Blind is good. (laughs) I've watched that with my daughters, too. That, and they like to watch The Circle. There's a lot of crazy stuff out there. But um, she was born October 4th, 1973, and lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. She is of Tongan and Hawaiian descent, which Tongan is like a Polynesian Okay, that makes tribe. sense, because so is yeah. Hawaiian. She was Mormon, but converted to Islam. She's married to Sharif Shaw, who is an assistant football coach at the University of Utah, but apparently he went to law school too, so I oh. don't... I guess he could practice law if he wanted to. Well, not you can't just go to law school and practice law. You have to actually pass the bar and everything, too. I don't so. know if he did that yeah, or not, though. That's the thing. I don't know. But, like, when you look him up, it does say he is also a lawyer, so I don't know. All right, then. They have two sons. One is Sharif Jr., and then the other one is Omar. And like we said, she's a TV personality from the reality TV series, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which that particular season or version or whatever of The Real Housewives came about in November of 2020. Okay. And she she never... Okay, so like, you know how these people are picked for these shows. They're like... You know, they try to pick them so they're, like, entertaining, but also, like, they live some sort of, like... Extravagant Extravagant lifestyle. So, I don't know what exactly she did in her audition tape and stuff or whatever to get put on the show. But, like, once she was hired or whatever to be on the show, she never really would, like, give straight answers about how she made her money or like when they would do interviews you know Mm -hmm. never did she give details about how she made her money she would give vague answers like i'm a 
a this of this and just, you know, like very like wishy-washy, like nothing that really like made sense. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, you live this lavish lifestyle. You have all this money. How'd you get it? Because even, even like. Even prior to the marriage, she had money. Um, apparently so, because that's how you get picked to, like, I guess, basically be on this show. You're living it up or whatever. So, wait, are they not married before they're on the show? I'm so confused. I I really don't know this show at all. No, 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 no. They were married. They are married in, like, I think, like, 94 or Right, so what I'm asking then was she, did she have money prior to the marriage, not, like, prior to the show? Did she have... No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. She just, I guess, like, she always worked in some type of business aspect, Okay. And she worked, well, she worked for other companies. I mean, technically, I think we all work in a business aspect. Well, okay, yeah, valid. (laughs) But, like, never really would, like, describe what she did. Of course not. If she's scamming people, why would she be like, you know what I do? I scam people. I scam people. So, I get, like, before she started to, like, I guess, go out on her own, she had worked for other supposed companies, and I don't know if the these companies were real and true or not, or if those companies would have gotten into trouble too, but she worked for other companies before going out on her own and doing her own thing. Mm -hmm. And I do believe one of those actually did get investigated and did get in trouble (laughs) according to, um, the documentary about her. Okay. So, and I can't remember which one that was. I think it was called Thrive. Yes, that was the one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was something with them. And she was, like, a VP of something when she worked for them. Personal management or something. VP of something. I don't even know. So, you know, she always dabbled in stuff like that. And we know, we already know how those things work. Those multi-level marketing type things. Right. never good yeah. for anybody. You're, you're not really going to become rich off of those off of unless you're the very highest And that's why people <laughs> would like question where her money came from because they knew what her husband did and they knew he's only making whatever. He's not making billions of dollars. He's working for a university. It's not like he's working for the NFL. Oh, you know I think the I mean? universities did pay them well but again, that's my knowledge is lacking there. Yeah. They just said that they would. it still wouldn't have been enough to really live the kind of lifestyle they were living. Okay. They also tell you when you start these shows that if you have any secrets, they will come out. They, like, warn you. You know well, what I mean? If you have a camera crew following you around Because day camera to day, crews are following you all the time. Yeah, they're going to catch some things. Yeah. But she did not listen. You know? That's... She was like, not me. I'm better than everybody else. I, I'm good. You're not going to catch me. I got this. <laughs> and we're just going to get right into it. So, in March of 2021, while the show was in production for season two, Shaw and her assistant, Stuart Smith, who worked for her for 12 years, hmm. which is a long time. It's over a decade. It's a long time to stay with one person. Were arrested in Utah. And charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with a telemarketing scheme and conspiracy to commit money laundering. Telemarketing? I'm going to explain everything. <laughs> Don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> the worst way to scam people. I hate talking on the phone so much. 
well, she didn't have to do the dirty work. So, you know, kudos to her. <laughs> she found other people to do it for. It's very interesting because what happens is there was this big operation called Double Down. And this was all the way back in 2016 that that the Fed started investigating this whole thing, which was like a drug smuggling ring. Oh. And this was in New York and New Jersey area. And so they were trying to take down this drug smuggling ring. But one of the persons that they arrested in connection to this drug smuggling ring was this guy named Araj Kabachi or something like that. If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. And he actually was involved in these telemarketing schemes on top of whatever other bullshit he was dabbling in in the drug world and stuff. So interesting. once they arrested this Kabachi guy, they took him to um, court for the telemarketing schemes that he was running on top of whatever other bullshit, like I said. And they had a case for the telemarketing schemes that he was running of selling non-existent products to customers. And it was called the U.S. versus, versus Kibachi or whatever. And in 2019, he was found guilty of all that stuff. But it led them to more telemarketing schemes on the other side of the United States. Okay. In Nevada, Arizona, and Utah, where our friend Jen Shaw lives. Okay. <laughs> so that's how they got to, from there, to Utah. Right. So, <laughs> what happened was, and this, this was filmed... Y'all, it was filmed. The arrest was filmed? Or? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think they did end up shutting the cameras off. But you can, I mean, you can find parts of it on, they show it in the documentary and you can find parts of it online. Oh, yeah. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Oh, yeah. And and literally, you see her saying, like, turn my mic off. And she starts taking all her stuff off because she's, like, done. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like, we are not having this. So... When she was arrested, they were filming the girls to go on vacation, the girls from the Housewives show, to go on a girls trip, as me and Karen call it, <laughs> um, to Vail, Colorado. They were supposed to be going on oh, this trip. that's like a fancy ski town. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar. But they were supposed to be going on this trip, and literally... They get swarmed by, like, all these people. They also went to her house at the same time because they weren't sure where she yeah, was. Yeah, they'd find her. Yeah, and that's when she was taken into custody by Homeland Security Investigations of New York, the El Dorado Task Force. Hmm. They had guns emblazoned. They had everything. <laughs> they, if you, if you watch... Like, if you see any of it, you're, like, shook by it. Because it's, like, insane crazy. I was going to say that. Like, they're going to take down a drug Yeah, I was going to say that sounds a little over, like, a little bit much. It's a bit much. It really was. And I know that in in later 
filming of her that they show, she's upset because they went to her home and her children were there. Her father was there. Other relatives of hers were there. And they took these people out of her home. These people that were looking for her Mm -hmm. took them out like they were criminals. And they're wearing like... You know what I mean? Like SWAT. Okay, but, you know what SWAT teams look but, like? That's what they look like. I, I'm sorry, but you know, I have to defend them. Because if yeah. you didn't want them to do that, then you shouldn't have Don't fucking done a crime. Don't be doing shady shit. And yeah. not only that, but how many times is somebody doing something like this and the family members are protecting them and lying for them and aiding and abetting that's them. That's the thing. Of they course don't, they took them out. They don't know who's all involved. So, of course, they're going to do that. But, like, some of these people involved were children. So, I mean, I get it. So it just goes on and it's just so funny because it's like literally the fraud case was like a major plot line in the second season. Oh, I might have to watch Apparently. this show. <laughs> now it's like you want to go now see it. Now it's a little interesting. Oh, yeah. And she continued to take part in the third season even because the producers said they want to film with her as long as they can because it's a very this whole thing was a very big part of her story mm-hmm. and as we know there were other people who had been in similar situations who were on the real housewives because that was also in the media that Teresa, i don't know how you say her last oh, name yeah. sure that lady whatever and her then husband joe they were on the real housewives of new jersey were convicted of mail, wire, and bankruptcy fraud in October of 2014. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. And they each served prison sentences. And they continued to film with them even after all their stuff went down as well. Did they film them, like, in prison? That I don't know. (laughs) I don't watch the show, so I'm not that (laughs) familiar. We'll we'll wait till y'all get out. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so, it's something, is all I'm going to say. So, they got in trouble for allegedly targeting persons in this nationwide scheme that apparently had been going on for decades. Oh. Because, like we said, this guy worked for her for 12 years. years, yeah. Her assistant. So, she was doing that the whole time. This wasn't, like, a new venture for her. No, she had been doing it for quite some time. Okay. The Manhattan U.S. attorney Audrey Strauss said essentially Shaw was portrayed as a wealthy and successful business person on this reality show and Smith was portrayed as her first assistant when in reality they were selling these things called lead lists of innocent potential victims for other members of their scheme to repeatedly scam. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. In reality, the so-called business opportunities that they were pushing on these victims were just fraudulent schemes motivated by greed to steal these people's money. Mm-hmm. There's, there was actually really nothing. It was just all made up or whatever. What were they claiming to be? Oh, just wait. We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> we're going into the scam and I'm going to unravel the whole thing for oh, you. no. Okay. <laughs> Fun times. So, do you ever wonder if we're just training scammers how to scam? <laughs> Honestly, you know what? That's a thought. That's a thought. I really fucking hope not. But I think the good is is outweighing the bad. So, 
you know, they're, I, I mean, what are I the odds so. that I a scammer so. has stumbled upon us and they're like, these bitches are training us. Are training us of what to do. Actually, don't do this because apparently you'll get caught. Yeah, you're, you're going to get caught. And we're going to be talking about you next, so. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe do do it. It'll give us more, yeah, you well, know. we'll have more content. Go, go ahead and scam. Go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just laugh at you afterwards <laughs> when you get caught. Like I said, this had been going on for decades, and it involved telemarketers calling potential victims and claiming to offer services like website building and business coaching. Oh, I get those all the time. Only yeah. emails, because I don't answer the phone. Fuck the phone. But also, they would do it through those work-from-home ads Uh-huh. that you see like on Facebook, wherever, whatever. Like they tried to get your mommy? Yeah, I was going to say, like, they tried to get my mommy, which maybe we'll talk about on a, on a later episode. But, yeah, they target, and this, this my mom is in this demographic, P.S., by the way, they targeted older and vulnerable people, unemployed, disabled, retired, on a pension, those type of people. Mm-hmm. That's who they were targeting. Well, because those are the people that need the work from home jobs, because Correct. they can't get to a physical job, and they, you know, obviously... Social security ain't all that, so they're going to need a little supplemental income. So, a group of telemarketing companies that were, like, you know, all over the place. I mean, literally everywhere. They wasn't just, as we saw, there were some on the East Coast, there were some on the West Coast. There was all sorts of things everywhere. They sell their list of potential customers to another one. So, once somebody clicks on one... They've got this person in, in on the list now. On the list now. And then now. they'll just sell them to and others. And then they sell them to other people, and it just keeps going on and on and on and on. It's almost like a multi-level marketing scheme. It's, yeah. it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, sounds like it. So it's like, you know, one person, they grab you, and the way they grab you is they sell you one thing that's like 99 or mm-hmm. like ninety seven ninety nine like the one lady that they interview says. And they're like, and you think, oh, that's a good deal. Maybe it'll be helpful. I can start my business online, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you got someone else calling you like a couple weeks later, like, hey, we can offer you this. This will really help boost your business and your sales and your whatever. And it's like two grand. You know what I mean? And just keeps going from there, like getting higher amounts, you know. (laughs) Yeah, this is why when we started this podcast, I was like, I'm not sinking money into this until we're making money off of this because I didn't, there's no way. I'm yeah. not getting sucked into something like that. Like, if I paid right. $97 for one program and it didn't do anything for me, why on earth would I shell out two grand to somebody else for yet another program? Yeah, it's crazy. But according to all the people that they showed in the documentary and interviewed and talked to and everything, they were like... Like we've said a million times, these people are master manipulators. Mm-hmm. They know how to talk to you. They know how to sell something that doesn't exist. Yeah. And I don't possess that skill, so I could never be a scammer. I'm not even a good Me salesperson. Me either. I can't, I can't be... even sell you something you do want. Yeah, I can't <laughs> be a salesperson in general. I couldn't sell some shit that was Somebody would be like, that's a nice car. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't get great gas mileage and lose the sale. Yeah, and also because these people were elderly and this and whatever, they 
looked at these opportunities as a good thing because they don't really know what they're doing when it comes to computers, the mm-hmm. internet, social media. They felt like it would be helpful and beneficial to them to to spend this money because they felt like they were going to make more money right. from their business to pay this back and at guys, some point. P.S. Big red flag. You should never have to spend money to make money. True. <laughs> now you, is, there, there are, of course, legitimate courses out there, but it's not going to be a rando calling you on the phone at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday right. trying to sell you some weird package. You know, do your research. Of course, there's things out there that can help you along with your business, but do your, what we call do due, your due diligence. Yeah, due diligence. Yeah. So these poor people, like, they were just primed to be abused because... They didn't know any better. They mm-hmm. were just thinking, oh, this is going to help me out. One example is this lady, Trisha, who's a 75-year-old retiree from North Carolina. She did a Nightline interview. I didn't watch it. I just read about it. <laughs> okay. Cre- she had created a website for her online business by clicking on one of those work from home ads Mm -hmm. she said it was like 97 dollars or something got a phone call about three weeks later from someone giving her a business pitch sales type speech thing talking about all the perks that their company could you know offer her and teach her so she paid she paid you won't believe this when i tell you no twelve thousand dollars for that one for that one transaction that's just the first one y'all wow that's a lot of money and like i said before she said once you finish one program then you got another telemarketer calling you to get you to start a new one Mm -hmm. and it just keeps going from there she said she invested more than half her savings and gave them forty seven thousand dollars in total oh my god a poor lady yeah and as you know many of these people are she felt shameful after this happened. She felt like an idiot, like and she that's was so duped. awful because not only do they lose their money, but they they lose their pride. Pride. You know? mm-hmm. And then, like we've said a million times, I know we've talked about this on other ones. These people are hesitant to speak out. They don't want to say anything. They're they don't, embarrassed. They don't want to tell their family members. They don't want to tell anybody because they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. When they come into the bank to talk to us, they don't even want to tell us the truth because they are embarrassed. Right. Yeah, and it, it, it sometimes it does come across like they're just being dishonest, like jerks. But really, the reality is that they just they are ashamed of losing their money. They're ashamed of falling for it. They think that right. people are going to judge them, and so they just that's the reasoning behind not saying it. And it right. just it's sometimes when it's a lot it, of work to get it when out. When they're of them. in it, I don't think they realize, you know that they're being manipulated. It's psychological manipulation that these people oh, are for doing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're never going to sit here and victim blame and say that anybody deserved it or that they're stupid or no, because like because we said before, just... anybody can fall for this shit because these people, this is their job. Yeah. It's definitely frustrating. And you might hear us get frustrated from time to time, but never at the victim's expense. expense. Like we're not going to say the victim is an idiot or anything. We're just frustrated with the situation and, Right. The criminal. 
There was another victim, Molly McLaughlin, 44-year-old from Iowa, who went bankrupt after putting 44000 on credit cards to pay for her courses. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even imagine being that far in debt. Yeah. And just for one thing, because obviously she's going to have other debts in her life. This woman stated she could not pay her bills. Well, of course not. Make her rent or really do anything. That's horrible. It's awful. There was another victim that I read about named Ralph Halleck, a World War II vet, who lost more than 100000 Jesus. in this scam. And I'm not saying this is directly related to Jen Shaw also. I'm not saying any of these people are directly related to her, but it's in the overall scope, the overall of, that scope of the scam. And he ended up taking his own life at 92 years of age, this World War II vet. And his family believes the scam contributed to his death. We're not saying it did. probably did. But that's what his family believes. That's, I mean, how would it not? It blows my mind because when I read that one, it blew my mind because it's like he was 92 years old. He didn't really, like, he was... He lived a life, you yeah. know what I mean? But he still was so upset and ashamed with himself about this. Well, it did, again, it comes into the pride. He probably it's crazy. did not want to have to then be a burden on his family for the money that he lost. And so he just probably, I mean, I'm not going to say this is what he was thinking. I don't know. But he probably was thinking, I'm 92. I've lived my life. I'm going to probably pass anyway. And I don't want to be a burden on anyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just awful. It's so sad. Prosecutors say there could be thousands of victims involved in this whole scheme. Not directly Jen Shaw's part of it, but in the whole of the scheme. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's just sad, you know? And Why is that a theme with you? Like, I swear every time you do an episode, <laughs> somebody ends up taking their life. It's <laughs> like, up- and it upsets me. It, it I, is. I, it's I directly am upset by this. April 2021, initially both Shaw and Smith pled not guilty to the charges that they were being. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but Smith quickly changed his plea to guilty in November. Probably got himself a nice plea bargain. Shaw kept maintaining her innocence until her court hearing in July. For up to a year, Shaw maintained her innocence and even used the tagline of the only thing I am guilty of is being Shawmazing. That what was her, the f- That was her tagline on the show. No. <laughs> no. Shawmazing. I don't ha- I don't even have words. I know it's for that. ridiculous. That's I'm aware. Horrible not even creative and no just no that's the only thing she's guilty of Carrie. <laughs> but she kind of does change her tune you know yeah and she went into a guilty plea later on okay in order to get herself out of this whole mess well i mean like the other guy like they probably gave them both plea bargains because that's what i mean when there's overwhelming evidence against you to prove that you absolutely did this your best bet is taking the plea bargain because you're still gonna have to say you're guilty and you're still gonna have some punishment but it's gonna be a lot less severe than if 
you sit up there and lie right to everyone's exactly. faces. So, like I was saying, she was maintaining her innocence until her court hearing in July, and on July 11th, 2022, changed it to guilty. And her legal team had even tried to change to get the charges dismissed all the way back in August of 2021, mm-hmm. but they weren't having it. They were like, there's too much. Yeah, if there's too much evidence. And, evidence yeah, like, to why would we it. drop it? Go to jail, bitch. <laughs> yeah. If, if they had been charged with the maximum mm-hmm. of sentences for this stuff, they, they were facing 50 years in prison. The max. Which, okay, we know people don't are typically not, get the typically going to get the max, but that's kind of what insane. What if you do, you though? <laughs> that's the thing. If I was ever in that situation, that's where my mind would immediately go. I'd be like, I'm for sure going to get the max. Yeah, because the max for the wire fraud is 30 years. The max for the money laundering is 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's what the Justice Department... And that's if they did them back-to-back, but if they yeah. did it concurrently, the most you would really get is 30 years, but that's still an awfully long time to be in prison. Yeah, the Justice Department had asked for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Her team was asking three. Okay. Did we land somewhere in the middle? We do. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, at this time, she entered a guilty plea to the conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So the money laundering charge was actually, in fact, dropped. Oh, okay. On January 6th of 2023, U.S. District Court Judge Sidney Stein sentenced Shaw to 78 months or six and a half years in prison. Dang. Wait, so that that was just... Just now. Just this, now. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was quite that recent. Yes. I knew it was recent, January but I did 6th. not realize it was literally this month. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also ruled that she had to forfeit $6.5 million and pay more than $6.6 million in restitution. Which, from what I had read, they were originally saying the restitution could have been up to $9.5 million, mm-hmm. But I guess they must have settled on the six point six. figure. Her official statement was, I am sorry, my actions have hurt innocent people. I want to apologize by saying I am doing all I can to earn the funds to pay restitution. Oh, fuck off. What's she going to do to earn the funds? Only fans from prison. <laughs> That's what <laughs> Only I Only fans know. from prison. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Just hook her up. Make her earn that money. <laughs> her prison stay will begin on February 17th, somewhere in Texas. Wait till you hear this next part. Oh, boy. Her lawyers want her to go to FPC Bryan, where our buddy Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> from Theranos, you know, Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes is going to begin her sentence there this year. Okay, That's so, where they want Jen Shaw to go. Well, okay, so and I'm pro- like, could you imagine? No. <laughs> Let's just say, scenario, <laughs> these two end up in the same jail. They are coming up with some bullshit. Okay, but that's, see, no, no, I disagree. Because part of my mind went there too, and I was like, they are going to join forces. But join but, forces, But you know, yeah. no. But maybe Because not. Elizabeth is going to look down on her. Oh, yeah. For she sure. does kind of have This that. is just some bitch who is scamming people 
old people out of their money who was a housewife. Meanwhile, Elizabeth was an inventor, an entrepreneur, and yeah, she was going to save the she world. Was, like, better than no, everybody. she's going to hate her. She's going to hate that bitch. I'm just, I'm waiting for it the prison so yard funny. rumble. It would be so funny though if they did end up in the same one. We don't know because they didn't. They the judge didn't say. They just said it's going to be somewhere in Texas, but they didn't say where and what what actual prison it was going to be. I want to see him fight. It's a cage match. It would be hilarious, honestly. <laughs> I'd I'd pay to see it. <laughs> Paper. There you go. They could make some money off of that. We're pitching an idea. <laughs> She was also ordered to five years of, su- of supervised release after the prison stay. Okay. To make sure she does not fall into the same type of behavior and do the same shit again. Because. <laughs> that's ridiculous. You're basically. No, that's what these people. You're being do. sentenced. You are being sentenced basically to. Babysitting. Yeah. That's that's more or less what it is. You gotta go on time out for six and a half years, and then you need to be babysat for five years. She was also told to be put in some type of mental health program. That was another part of her sentencing. For what? Well, she stated on season three of the show how much of a mental toll the legal stress had taken on her. Aw, poor baby. And was even suicidal at one point. I'm not saying she wasn't. I mean, this would be very stressful. Oh, yeah. I'm sh- people have definitely taken their own lives out of this kind of desperation to not go to prison. But I still don't feel bad for her because nobody made her do that. Do this. <laughs> yeah. You got yourself into your own shit, honey. You know what I mean? But, on that note... Even though she said how stressed out it made her, mm-hmm. let me tell you that the night she got sentenced in the morning, it was like early in the morning, ten thirty a.m. or something. Okay, that night, this is how this woman celebrated a lavish dinner party in New York, New York City for twenty people at Valbella at the park in Midtown. Why would you celebrate that? That's not a win. I'm just saying. She celebrated with, like, a a small group of people, like 20 people, at this fancy Italian restaurant in New York City, probably because she didn't get 50 years. Could you, could you, or even the 10 years that they were asking for. Your family member gets scammed by somebody in this situation, Mm -hmm. and then they end up taking their own life because they're so Mm -hmm. distraught over it, and then she throws a party. Yeah, I, I would, to me it's like almost making a mockery. Exactly, of, she's not sorry know. at all. If I was a family member of somebody like that, I would be like spitting. Well, in her and face the funny thing point. is, with her maintaining her innocence that she did for so long, they literally had text messages between her and her assistant in quotation marks, Mister Stuart Smith, just basically bullshitting about how they were scamming these people. Wow. And uh, basically almost laughing about it. Joking about it. Yeah, joking. Yeah. Wow. Well, have fun in prison. Yeah. That's all I can say. Enjoy. Yeah. Because you deserve it, for sure. You gotta love it. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So, there you have it. She's going to prison. Maybe it should have been longer. Whatever it is what it is, but at least she's doing some time, you know what right. I mean? 
It is what it is. Yeah. And if it seems too good to be true, it is. It is. <laughs> Goddamn dogs. <laughs> I wasn't done yet, and I'm leaving that in. <laughs> If you want to find us on our socials, if you want to find us on our socials, we're on Facebook at Too Good to Be True Podcast. We're on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok as Too Good to Be True Pod. Although I only have one episode uploaded to YouTube so far because it's a massive pain in the ass. There's the train. And now we have the train. Everything's <laughs> going on tonight. So if you want to find us there, go ahead and find us. You can send us messages. You can comment on things. You can talk to us. If you want to send us an email, it's too good to be true pod at outlook.com. And goodbye from us and the train and the dogs. Good night. <laughs>was smart enough to not like do anything mm-hmm. so apparently they didn't call <clears throat> the one specific place before something happened so like this young kid manager ended up listening to what was told to them on the phone and took money why in the fuck would you do that? That's what I'm saying. And literally, this is what I told Jay. I said, listen, this is why me and Karami do what we do. Because Wait, people At what point are the cops going to call shit. you at work and be like, take some money? Like, who, what? Something about it being fake money. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they needed to get it out of the store. They name dropped. Because these Why people, would they need to get it out of the store? Is it going to explode? I don't know. But, like, they name dropped. Because, you know, these people, they... Do their research. Yeah, they this do their, is their research. Job. They find out who like okay. the chief of police of like this such and such town is, and then they no. Say they used to name us somebody who works for the company. Yeah, they do that too because they can so, go like, easily on like LinkedIn like, or something and hey, grab a name. So and so, I'm not using any names. They like hey, so and so said you need to do this, and this person listened. Good lord. Okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't you call that person? And took the money, went to CVS. And here's the other thing. CBS. Yeah.
Because supposedly they were supposed to get rid of the money by using it for gift cards. Are and you fucking serious? I don't know how serious? this person like didn't use their mind. Please to tell me this that somebody possible. stopped this at some point. No. And I even said to my husband, I'm shook that the people at the store didn't say something because we were trained when we worked retail to, you know, look for these signs. Like if somebody's coming and they're buying a huge amount of gift cards, like they were supposed to put it on. How old was the kid? 21. (laughs) I would expect this of a 15 year old or an elderly person, but a 21 year old, hello. Well, and Jay said he's not stupid by any means. He's like a smart kid, but somehow... I guess people do stupid things. Just fell for it. You don't have to be stupid. Fell for the scam. Yeah, fell for the scam. And went and started doing this, buying these Visa gift cards. And you, like I said, you'd think the clerk would have known, like, hey, this is not right. Because I, like I said, I know for a fact that from our retail past that we were trained to look for signs like that. Like, well, even someone before, buying a huge bunch of gift cards. Even before the training. Let me tell you the, the amount. Wait till I tell you the amount oh, of no. this. It's thousands, isn't it? Fifteen hundred dollars. Jesus. Because <laughs> even when I when I worked at Home Depot, I used to have the old ladies come in and do the gift card scam, and it wasn't as common back then. And there wasn't really training on how to handle that kind of situation because it was kind of new by that right. point. And even even then, like I would. Some of them you could talk out of it, and some of them you couldn't. And some of them I would literally just sell them the gift card and then do a post void of the transaction and cancel the gift cards before they ever had a, a shot, shot to, to even do to anything. say to the scammer what the card numbers were. I just can't believe. I can't believe that somebody like people still are doing that. That's like, that's like one of the most well known scams at yeah. this point is the gift card. Is the gift card thing? Yeah. Like, supposedly, he was supposed to get that money out of there, and he needed to, in order for them to, like, get rid of it or whatever, they were supposed to put it on these gift cards, and then send the uh, codes or whatever to this person. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> so they sent the codes? <clears throat> to They started doing it, but didn't finish. So it could have been worse. It ended up being they're out $1,500. But it could have been worse. Because it actually would have been like double that. So the kid realized was like, hey, this this is weird. And then stopped like halfway through. I, how's the, I mean, what's going on with the kid? Is he going to lose his job? Jay or? said no. Okay. I mean, that's good. I, it, it was a dumb mistake to make. Yeah. But guaranteed he's never going to do it again. But and I was just like, this is. Literally, my husband's... Your face probably lit up. You were like, oh, oh my God, oh, my God. <laughs> my husband's freaking out because this is his job on the line. And I'm sitting there like, oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> I kid you not. I literally, I literally said that a lot. And he's like, no, it's not. He's probably over there sick to his stomach. Oh, poor guy. I felt so bad. so sweet. Uh, oh, and I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why me and Carrie make our podcast. Yeah, this is why we do this. So let people know these things. I, I just make them aware. But again, like I said, I'm glad the kid didn't lose their job. Because no, like you need you need to learn your lessons and you know, I'm just that would really suck to Yeah. To lose your job and, and all that. And, and then have like, that guilt and oh This was like around eleven o'clock last. It was like between ten thirty and eleven and oh I was goodness. just like 
And he literally thought he was going to have to leave. Like, at one point, he was, like, going to... He was starting to get dressed because he was thinking he was going to have to leave and go and, like, whatever. Deal with this. They did get the cops involved, obviously. They called them last night. But, like, he didn't end up having to go down there. But he thought he was going to have to. But he didn't. It was just something else, though. I was like, wow, this is a ride. Hey, uh, Miss Ma'am, can you get down from there so that we can use that? Or do you have things to say? Like, do you have a story to add? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, so what if I do? Yeah, she looked at me like, and, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) She's like, I have thoughts. I I guess she's in, no, she doesn't. She really doesn't have thoughts. I don't think there's been a single thought that has ever entered that little brain. It just was so fun. And, like, literally, I got excited. A little too excited. <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> I was like, I feel bad for I do. I truly feel bad for him. I feel bad for all of them. Well, like, the and kid then, and Jay. And yeah. Like, and then literally I said, to, well, here's the other thing. I said, oh, my gosh, thank God. But, like, it could have been worse. Like, what if he went to do this and there was people there. And they robbed him or something. And they robbed him, like, what if it was, like, worse than what it actually ended up being? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's the thing. When, the, when they're asking for the gift cards and stuff, they're never local. They're not going to be there. So, at least, because at thankfully, first, that didn't happen. Because at first, when Jay was first telling me about it, I thought he was saying the kid dropped the money somewhere. That's where I thought you were going when you said CBS. I literally... I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, could you imagine, like, what if someone showed up? Or what if, like, he wouldn't give it to them and then they fought him? What if something happened oh, to him? Oh, hell no. No I job was, like, is worth out. that. No, I, I, because like, I, when I used to, like, I was in charge of filling all the registers in the morning at Home Depot, or yeah. alternatively, if I was closing, I had to take all the money and put it in the vault in the back at the end yeah. of the day, and I would have people occasionally ask me, doesn't it make you nervous to carry that amount of cash? I said, no, because they don't even have to point a gun at me. They asked me for this money nicely, and I'm going to give it to them. My my life is not worth it. Like the, the, Not for this, this job. This job is yeah. not worth my life. I am not about to not die give up my being life a hero for, for the yeah. fucking Home Depot. Sorry, they but can no. have it. They, like I said, they don't even have to tell me they have a gun. Like, literally, somebody could just walk up to me and be like, give me that money, and I'd be like, here you there go, you sir. Go. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> I yeah. hope you enjoy your money. <laughs> yeah. Could you buy me a snack with it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just quick, real quick before you go. Real quick before you leave. You know, I don't know. I just couldn't believe it. It was. I was like, oh my god, I'm living a real life <laughs> scenario. <laughs> it was crazy. It was wild. <laughs>